Ladies and gentlemen, live from the world's most beautiful city, San Francisco, California, Ring Talk, your inside look into the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. I expose people to magic. I expose them to something they're never otherwise going to see in their boring, normal lives, and I gave that to them. Ring Talk on Sports Byline is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization and ringtalk.com. That's how I roll. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. Radical people like Sean Penn and Mel Gibson and Colin Farrell and Pedro Fernandez. Radical people. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Headquarters in San Francisco. San Francisco, California, live from the West Coast. This is Ring Talk, live worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking to the world of combat sports. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways. Having defended that title off for better than three decades. So straight up today, we're talking about boxing and MMA. On Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, Bellator CEO, the man himself, the godfather of Bellator, Mr. Former Strike Force, the guy that brought a Strike Force, folks. The guy's got a long lineage when it comes to the world of MMA. I'm talking about Scott Coker, who'll be here at about 37, 38 minutes past the hour. Straight up, we'll talk MMA with him. We'll talk boxing. The WBL's off and rocking. Of course, you can always follow the WBL on Facebook or check out their website, WBLboxing.com. But straight up, boxing will be on CBS Sportsnet tonight, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 on the West Coast. Guess who's in the main event? I can't believe it. Sugar Shane Mosey. Yeah, Sugar Shane Mosey. God, the guy's older than death, man. He's 49 and 9 as far as his record's concerned. He's not 49 years old, but he's 49 and 9 with a draw on 41 KOs. Man, Shane. But guess what? He's got Roberto Duran in his corner. The greatest fighter of all time. The greatest boxer of all time. The greatest man to ever step between the ropes in the history of boxing. I kid you not. The great Roberto Duran is piloting Sugar Shane Mosey in his bid for the WBA welterweight title. Wishing the best of luck, but he's long, long, long in the tooth. Duran would have a better chance to think, ah, I'm just kidding. Open phone lines, coast to coast, 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or the Skype line, sports byline, and the number two is the address there. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Twitter. At Ring Talk, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K. This is Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Attention, if you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Hartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. 
For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone as just a few days. So if you have knee pain, back pain, and you've tried everything, try Oil Can Joint Lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days, or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795-800-989-1795. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Hey, I thought I thought I would not come on the early rounds, but like I said, he brings excellent condition and he's determined. Why didn't you go after him to try to knock him out when you knocked him down early in the third round? I said, why get callous if I've been training for two months? Here's the here's the knockdown. Describe it to us as you see it. Well, like I told Jimmy, the one two with you, I'm gonna get him all the time. But uh, I wasn't gonna get all excited and play myself cheap. I said, I'll knock him out early if it happens. If not, if it's necessary, I'll go 12 rounds, and I did. Did you go to school, so to speak, on what happened to Rosario when he knocked him down and then got knocked out himself? No, because I knocked knocked down a lot of fighters that still took my time. I'm just getting seasoned through every fight, and I'm pound for pound. I'm the best fighter pound for pound in the world. Bring him on. Bring him on. Man, see me. I don't respect your opinion. Come on, baby. I could knock you out. Well, who are some of the fighters? You could get some, baby. You could get some, too. Brian Boo, Jimmy Paul, Sammy Holmes, all your <laughs> Come on with it, baby. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. 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 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Clap your hands, sir. Stop being racist. Clap your hands. 13 and a half minutes past hour. This is Ring Talk live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, and a plethora of other internet platforms. But I do want to boast about one thing. The network went 1.4 million listeners 
on iHeartRadio last month and 1.2 million listeners on TuneIn.com. So straight up, wow, these internet platforms are taking off. If you are listening to us on the internet today or tonight, I welcome you to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your very first time. Let me welcome you to the longest-running fight show in history. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 32-plus years now in the making. Back to the world of boxing. Let's mention the, uh, the, the Harlem Heckler. That's what I call him, Hector Camacho. I gave him this nickname, the Harlem Heckler, because, you know, he was from Harlem, and he was a heckler. He used to heckle people, right? And he was also the world boxing champion, but he had this gift for gab and everything like that. So I called him the Harlem Heckler, and he loved it. I mean, other guys... I gave nicknames to like Juan Lascano, the Hispanic causing panic. I think I stole that nickname or some guy authorized me to, uh, to have that nickname to give it to him. But the bottom line is, you know, a couple other guys you give nicknames, they just really don't like, it. you know, like canvas back and things like that. You know, who would want to have a nickname like canvas back? But the bottom line is Hector Macho Camacho, 1962 to November 24th, 2012. That was my birthday. And I was shocked when he was, of course, shot in Bayamon, Puerto Rico in a drug deal gone bad. Here's what's up. The guy in the car they were going after was the dealer. The dealer, of course, had all these drugs, and Hector was hanging around with him because Hector was getting free dope, I guess. Anyway, um, the guy opened fire on the uh, the drug dealer, and then he shot you know, Hector because he was collateral damage. He just happened to be there. So Hector just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time for probably the 99th time in his life. I mean, he had a propensity for being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he died November 24, 2012. Of course, his family... Uh, Wow, they were just blown away by it. The entire boxing world. I think the, the entire boxing world sat back and said, you know what, he was really, really talented, and I don't think we gave him the props that he was. We talked about this, 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 this career of his, and this interview we just heard was from 1985, June of 1985. I was there. We're at the, I think, the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. He's just beaten Jose Luis Ramirez, shut him out 12 rounds to the 135-pound uh, World Lightweight Championship. I mean, he was the man that night, pound for pound, I think at one point in time, Camacho was untouchable and the best. And Torres literally ran into the left hook of Edwin Rosario, and that sort of ended a lot of things as far as him being Macho was concerned. But he had a great record. Give him his props in the end. Of course, he was a victim of uh, violent crimes in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, I don't want to knock Puerto Rico because I'm going there in October. I'll be there for like a week and a half or two weeks. So I'm not knocking Puerto Rico, but here's what's up. I want you to have a moratorium on crime when Pedro's there from October like 14th to the 23rd. That'll cover my time there. So a moratorium on crime in Puerto Rico. I do not want to be a victim when I go to Puerto Rico. I'm just kidding. Bottom line is let's talk some boxing. David Hay was the winner last week. Remember him? Former WBA uh, heavyweight title holder. A man with a big attitude. Had an injury a couple of years ago. We thought he'd never come back, but yet he's back. He's had put his shoulder back together with pins and needles and all that kind of good stuff. But he was a winner. Dennis Lebedev was a winner in a cruiserweight bout. Lebedev is a monster. Of course, he was the guy that knocked out Roy Jones when referee Steve Smoger was sitting there reading Read the newspaper. Remember that fight a few years ago? It was on TV from like Russia or something like that. Steve Smoger was brought over there as the referee. And, of course, Steve has that reputation for allowing guys to fight. So, you know, Roy's getting knocked around. He's on the ropes and his hands drop by him. He's got that stupid retarded look on his face. I'm not saying that, you know, bam. He gets, I mean, he's like punch drunk and he's ready to get hit. So what happens? He gets clipped one more time. It was like almost a death blow. And Smoger didn't jump in to stop that. I thought Smoger should have stopped that like two or three or four, maybe five punches before. But he didn't. And, of course, Roy Jones continues fight. He's been knocked out again and again and again. And, of course, that great jaw of his really wasn't that great of a jaw. That was the, the myth of Roy Jones. And I tried to expose that to a lot of people back in the, uh, in the late 80s. Of course, he was the prime. I mean, he was like <clears throat> the, the jewel of the 1988 Olympic team. I mean, he was the best fighter, fighter pound for pound on the team, no doubt about it. When we had the Olympic trials over here in Concord, California, 
um, Ray Leonard was there. Sugar Ray Leonard was scouting guys. Of course, he was, you know, bringing in talent, trying to build up a Sugar Ray Leonard boxing team. So he's looking at Roy Jones, and he and me and, me and Ray had a couple drinks one night, and then Ray let it loose. You know, you know, <clears throat> the reason why I'm suspect of Roy, I said, what's that? He's got a glass jaw. Why do you say that? What, how could you say? He got knocked out in the gym, not once, but twice. Twice knocked out in the gym that I know of. And if a guy, if you know of a guy getting knocked out in the gym, I mean, like, <laughs> snoring, you know, if you know of a guy getting knocked out at least twice, he's probably got knocked out more than that. That's the way that Ray put it to me. So what Ray was saying is that eventually somebody's going to catch up to that chin and his reflexes aren't going to be there and Roy's not going to be able to get out of the way. And guess what? Lights out. And that's what happened to Roy Jones, of course, a couple of times. Antonio Tarver, Glenn Johnson, Ledebev. I can go on and on, but the bottom line is his career continues. Why? I just don't know. 46 years old. But then again, you know, you've got guys that say, well, George Foreman came back and won the World Heavyweight Championship at the age of 45 when he beat Michael Moore back in 1993 or 94, if you know what year it was. Okay? Yeah, this is true. Okay? But that was an anomaly. That was a, that was a freak of nature. That's not going to happen all the time. I mean, Father Tommy, I mean, Mother Nature is not going to say, guess what? I'm going to bless you with these type of skills that you can be able to, to fight guys at an advanced age. Not too many guys had that. The aforementioned trainer of uh, Sugar Shane Mosley, Roberto Duran, world champion at 135, 147, 154, 160. Probably won titles the other weights, but we won't talk about that. Those are the four weights that matter. And, of course, he skipped uh, 140 pounds when he could have annihilated Antonio Cervantes, but Cervantes wouldn't fight him. Cervantes, of course, the Colombian who turned to drugs after his career down there in Colombia. And he was a guy, remember that? When I went down to Colombia, when was it? 1990. 97, 98, I went out to Columbia for one time to, to find Antonio Cervantes and interview him and this and that. I chased him around and found him and he was all drugged out and the interviews didn't go all that well and the TV people were, were upset with me. They were upset with me because he was in bad shape. Listen, don't get pissed off at Pedro because the guy that he goes to interview is on drugs. I mean, come on, give me a break. He was, I mean, he was, one day he was totally lucid. It was a great interview. We did the whole nine yards. We did like four or five little pieces with him and put them together on four different days at four different parts of Columbia. Okay, that was the idea, right? Well, the second day he was a mess. The third days he didn't even show up for. The bottom line is I never completed the project, but I still get paid. Back to boxing. Of course, some fights we got coming up tonight. Straight up, Tony Ballou, remember him? That cruiserweight out of the UK, pretty good-looking fighter. I mean, he's you know he's had his ups and his downs now, but he sounds six foot two. He's got a good height and reach to him, but he's taking on a guy named Uthangu Makubu, and that's in uh, Liverpool tonight. Of course, he's a heavy favorite now. That is the vacant WBC cruiserweight title. And speaking of cruiserweights, two hundred pounds—that's the weight that's happening right now. I think there's a lot of talent at two hundred pounds, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. Two hundred pounds, I think, is the way to go. People say to me. You know, Pedro, 200 pounds, the junior heavyweight division, the small heavyweight division, call it what you want, but it really hasn't had much excitement since the days of Evander Holyfield. Well, guess what? There's some guys right now like Clyde Gowacki and things like that, the current WBO champion, undefeated, of course, out of the former USSR. He's got some mobility. We'll go through that 200-pound division right after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, all on across America on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. <sighs> I keep going, but the bottom line is I am the man. You know this. Pedro Fernandez live from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco. Live on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. These are the eyes that never knew how to smile Till you came into my life Are the arms that long to lock you inside 
Hey there, travelers. You going somewhere? Need a hotel? Then call Hotel Wiz anytime, day or night for rates too low to publish. You can save up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe and get our best price guarantee with no booking or cancellation fees ever. We've got some of the lowest hotel prices you'll find in New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and a lot more. Don't waste your time surfing for deals. Make a free call right now and find deals too low to publish. Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24-7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off. 800-507-3777-800-507-3777-800-507-3777-800-507-3777. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Though he is being systematically broken down, to his credit, he is fighting back in this round. Oh, it's a gutty show. No question about it. It's just that he gets hit too hard and too often by somebody who really knows what he's doing. The middleweight champion of the world. Look at the mixture of body shots up 
uppercuts, left hooks, right crosses, tremendous jab. There's nothing Kelly Pavlik can't do against an opponent like that, and there's knockdown number three. And you know, none of those knockdowns came from a real clean punch to the degree where Locke's head snapped back. And there comes the towel from Enzo Calzaki, who's seen enough to know that anything else is simply a risk to Lockett's health. Third round knockout. Piece of cake. A great performance by Kenneth Pavlik. He's a hell of a fight. <laughs> a great performance. Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. You know, just excited. Uh, just excited to be back. I wish we could do a fight every night. You know me, Pedro. Lots of memories going by there. First of all, I've been in the studio in Detroit on West Grandview Boulevard. The Motown Studios. Man, it's, a, it's an epic museum now. Of course, that's where this song was recorded and all these other Motown hits through the 60s. So straight up. Um, listen to Nick Charles come back there. Of course, the former CNN talking head. I called him a talking head in, in, in an affectionate way because he wasn't a talking head by any means. I mean, he didn't need the teleprompter. He was just a guy. He was a natural. No doubt about it. I miss him. No doubt about that. Of course, passed about three years ago from cancer. Beat it the first time. Remember, he came on the show and talked about how he had medical care. And because he had medical care, he was able to buy these these shots or cost him. What did these cut? cut? He was at $25,000 a shot. He was getting these shots, these chemotherapy treatments that were costing $25,000 like a week or every 10 days. He was getting these, I kid you not. And that's how he like survived for another few years. But if he didn't have that kind of health care, if his wife wasn't working for a company, he wouldn't have got that. So people without health care in this country, even Don King, everybody agrees, well, we all need health care. Even the cut man in the other room agrees with that. We all need health care. Lucian Butte, remember him? Former IBF 168-pound champion, decent amateur star, of course. Out of uh, Canada, 33-3-1 and one now, of course. Hmm. Tested positive after a dope test a few weeks ago and uh, a draw. But, you know, what can I say? Guys test positive now because, you know, they eat certain, like, supplements and things like that. Things they're not supposed to eat. Now, I understand that there are accidents involved. But, you know, you're a professional athlete, so you can't do it anymore. You can't blame it on the fact that, well, you know, the reason why there was marijuana in my system because, you know, well, I was in a room wherever the people were smoking it. Well, if the marijuana reaches... Uh, a level in your system to where it can be registered, okay, folks? The bottom line is, you know, you're doing a little bit more than sitting in a room where people are smoking. And not that that is an issue. I don't think marijuana is an issue. Hard drugs are an issue, especially in, in the world of combat sports. You know how I feel about uh, performance-enhancing drugs and how I'm scared to death of them. Because, you know, I used to work hard and I used to run hills. And I ran mountains. My mother used to make me run mountains. I know I sound like a, a mama's boy here, but my mother piloted me through four Golden Glove championships and on to being ranked number 13 in the country back in the mid-1980s during the Olympic year. So what I'm trying to tell you is that she made me ran, run. And the running, I think, is what propelled me to another level because if you weren't in that kind of condition, you just couldn't stand there and do battle with the guy. So here's what's up. You've got a guy that you're even with skills. Skill level, you're even. Or maybe he's a little bit better than you, okay? You've got to find some way to beat him to offset that. A lot of the ways you offset that is through conditioning to be able to throw more blows, to be able to to gamble and want to go to the body. Because, you know, if you want greatness, if you want to win fights, like Sugar Ray Leonard said, you got to gamble. You just don't gamble. And that's what's happening today, I think, with boxing. I think a lot of these fights that we see on TV, no knock on Al Heyman and premier boxing champions, but a lot of his guys just aren't going for it. And I want guys to go for it, folks. And I think 
fight fans want guys to go for it. Here's what's up. We don't want to see prolonged beatings, you know, prolonged boxing matches. You know, get it over with. That's why we need to take the gloves off. No, I'm not talking about going about the bare knuckle championship, but at least bringing these gloves down in size proportionally to where, you know, it fits the weight. I mean, do you really think a guy that fights at 105 pounds should wear an 8-ounce glove and a guy that fights at 265 pounds should wear a 10-ounce glove? Do you really think that two ounces in between is worth, like, all that weight? Come on! 170 pounds and only two ounces difference, and they're trying to say the, the gloves are brought in to, for the safety of the fighter. Remember that? The United States Athletic Commission a few years ago came out after they, uh, Lavander Johnson, I believe, died. And they said, well, we're going to you know, make the gloves at 135. We're going to bring them down to 10-ounce gloves at 135. It had nothing to do with the gloves that night. Lavander Johnson was in over his head. The IBF, the International Boxing Federation, anointed him champion, put him in a fight where he was uh, going to win the title. Okay, And he won the title. And he wasn't, that, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a bad fighter. He just wasn't a number one or number two type of guy. He was a number four and number five type of guy, okay? And when you put him in there with world-class competition, he got lit up like the White House Christmas tree and eventually led to his death. So in other words, sometimes giving these guys titles and giving them breaks and giving them wins in fights which they shouldn't have won and it pushes them to another level, well, it turns back, comes around, sort of like a, uh, sort of, you know, sort of like a snake. You set it off in one way and it has a way of coming back on you and biting you. Speaking of coming back and biting on you, I'm looking at this picture of Roberto Duran. who was born in 1951. What's that make him now? 67 years old, still looks pretty good. The hair has died, but I'm going to tell you, man, he was the greatest fighter of all time. I worked with him, got to spar with him back in 19, was it 85, 1985, down there in Palm Springs at the Canyon Hotel, and got to run with him and things like that. But I'll say this one, him running with him and running with Alexis Arguello, the late lightweight champion, of course, from Nicaragua, lightweight, junior lightweight, and uh, super lightweight. Champion. Take it back. He didn't win a super lightweight, he won a featherweight, uh, super lightweight, featherweight, super featherweight, 126, 130, 135. Couldn't win in 140. But when I ran with them and when I ran with Duran, they run so slow, folks. They run so, you would not believe how slow these guys run. I'm serious. But it's all about the conditioning. I mean, they're running like almost in place. I kid you not. And it was like, oh, it was excruciating. I could walk faster. I could walk for a while, lay down, and Roberto still hadn't caught up with me. That's how slow he ran. But the bottom line was, at the end of the day, was those guys could go 15 rounds, and the guys today can't go 15 rounds. Speaking of guys today, Ricky Burns, former WBA 135-pound champion out of the U.K., now 39-5 with a draw on 13 wax, and a take on top-rated uh, Mikel De Rocco, 40-1 with a draw on 18 wax. They're going to do this thing for the WBA Super 135. Super lightweight, 140 pound title in Scotland. He's trying to be Scotland's first three time, three division world champion. Good luck on that one. Of course, that's going on today. And the bottom line is that's on Box Nation. So if you've got Box Nation, if you can get it somewhere in the world, this is the greatest channel to have as far as if you're a boxing fan is concerned. If you can pull off this Box Nation, I think they're trying to restrict it only to England and Europe and places like that. But somehow I've been told that you can pull it off and get memberships here in the United States. And here's what it is. It's 10 to 12 bucks a month or 10, 12, 10 pounds, and you get to watch every fight that comes on the air. I mean, every fight from the United States, all the pay-per-view fights, all of them over there. Of course, it's like 4 or 5 in the morning in the U.K., but people over there don't care. They are true diehard boxing fans. This is where the sport, the Marcus of Queensbury, came up with the idea to glove the hands. And back to, back to gloving the hands. You know why there were gloves put on boxers' hands? You know why? Because it was the safety of the fighter, right? I mean, no, no. It was the safety of the, of the hands. They didn't want the hands being damaged. 
the hands were getting broken, so they decided they were going to put gloves on the hands to, to, to make sure the hands didn't sustain permanent damage or are getting broken in every fight. Wow, there was nothing about thinking about uh, punishment as regarding fighters are concerned. So back to Nevada, 10-ounce glove, 8-ounce gloves. We need to break it down like this, okay? This is Pedro's recommendation as far as gloves are concerned. And I take this from the great Alexis Arguello and having done some time with Roberto Duran as well. We all sort of concur on this. Maybe four to six ounce gloves for the guys from 105 to maybe 118 pounds, okay? Then we go to six ounce gloves from 118 to 130. And from 135, maybe up to mm, uh, uh, maybe middleweight, we go with a hundred, you know, an eight ounce glove. And then above that, it's a 10 ounce glove. But do you really think that if we put big fat gloves as far as like, you know, really accelerated the size of gloves on some of these heavyweights and we'd want to watch boxing if they were hitting each other with pillows? No. So why are, we, why are we being forced to watch the smaller fighters fight with pillows on? It's just not fair. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to the fans. And it's not fair to the fighters. Because guess what? If you've got a 10-ounce glove on or an 8-ounce glove and you weigh 108 pounds, it's pretty hard to go out there and knock somebody out. Back to today's boxing schedule, folks. Shane Mosley, CBS Sportsman, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Saturday the 28th, of course. is Shane Mosley against David Avisan. Avisan once beaten coming in. At 147 pounds, both guys winning around 146. And then in the same day, Fox Sports 1 is going to go at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 o'clock on the West Coast with a live card featuring Miguel Vasquez and Eric Bone as super light with 140 pounds. So Fox Sports and, and CBS Sports, the CBS Sports Network, going live tonight with boxing. Speaking of boxing, Gennady Golovkin, now recognized as the WBC middleweight title holder, of course, he wants to unify all the belts. Well, I think he's got them all, except for the one held by Billy Joe Sanders, the WBO champion of the UK, the Gypsy, 23-0, I think 15, 16 wax, something like that. And upstart, of course, a guy that upset Andy Lee. Andy Lee was supposed to go over there and just annihilate him, and he got lit up like the White House Christian. He even got put down. Andy Lee was, was no joke. Andy Lee's a little bit slow, in my mind. I thought Andy Lee could have been exploited by a very fast fighter, and, and, and you know, I mean, he came along. Billy Joe Sanders and exploited that. But Gennady Golovkin now calling the shots. Canelo Alvarez gives up the WBC title, doesn't give up the Ring Magazine title, or I guess the linear world middleweight championship. When I say linear, what I mean by linear is people say, Pedro, what do you mean by that? Linear, linear, what, what is that? Well, <clears throat> when you look at the, 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 the history of the sport, when you look back at the, the linear line of the world middleweight championship, things like that, you watch how it ascends from one champion to another, to another, to another, to another, okay? It isn't when you've got these fragmenting belts in here and there. That doesn't count. You watch the linear champions. Right now, Canelo Alvarez is the linear champion. How long will that remain? Until he fights Gennady Golovkin, Ill Billy Joe Sanders? We just won't know. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're switching gears. The Bellator Godfather in the house, Scott Coker, next on Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like they did for these Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days. 
Plus promote your site on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call now to get your website built for free. If after 30 days you're happy with your new website, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for just one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call 855-254-SITE. 855-254-SITE. 855-254-7483. Or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Forty minutes past the hour. This is Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and a plethora of other internet platforms. The bottom line is, you know this. Thirty-two plus years now, Ring Talk Live Worldwide has brought you combat sports for both boxing and MMA. Therefore, we take the Silicon Valley and bring in one of the icons of the sports. Talk about the man that. Brought us Strike Force, and of course, Strike Force evolved into the UFC or was melted into UFC, and now he's running Bellator MMA, Mr. Scott Coker. Scott, a very good morning to you, sir. Thanks. Thank How's, you for having me on. How's things going? Man, we've been working hard getting getting ready for our uh, Big Ten Fall event in St. Louis, and uh, we have a good card in, in Fresno coming up, and you know, we got we just got a bunch of stuff on the schedule, man. It's going to be an exciting year for Bellator. Okay, will you take a little, like a little tidbit from an ex-boxer here? Raphael Carvello needs a boxing coach. <laughs> you, you can't stand okay. you can't stand that tall and and, and and stand there in the southpaw division and freeze and not do anything. He's so big and tall. If he threw jabs, I mean, his his life would be so much easier. 
Boy, I tell you, you know, he sure did not look like the fighter that fought against Brendan Halsey for the title. And, uh, you know, his uh, performance to me was really lackluster. And, you know, I hope that uh, he can pick it up because, uh, you know, he is our champion. He's got he's to he's represent. Good-looking fighter and well-built. Sort of like sort of, almost a John Jones-like physique. Don't you think at 185 there? Yeah, I mean, to me, honestly, I mean, he's got a complete game. It's just I don't know why he wasn't pulling the trigger. I think Melvin kicked him a couple times, and and uh, Raphael said, "Oh man, this guy is a better striker than me." And uh, you know, why didn't he end up on the ground? Well, I guess he did end up on the ground a couple times, and Melvin fought his way back up. But I just I just don't think he wanted to deal with Melvin's punches and kicks. You know, Melvin, Mel, because of the fact that Car- Car- Carvalho, what does he stand? Six foot three. Yeah, he's about six three. Yeah, six foot three. Yeah, so he dwarfs over anybody else, one hundred eighty five pounds. And I mean, it looked like wow, like uh, uh, Melvin was in, in deep in deep trouble here, as far as these two guys looking size to size, man to man. But he got inside those. He's got inside his punches at good times, landed good shots. He fought a good small man's fight. I mean, to be honest, you know, when I look at the decision, I, I don't know if I agree with that decision at all. Uh, and uh, you know, but the judges saw it the way they saw it, and. You know, we have to live by the judges' decisions, and it is what it is. But you're right. When when you saw them, uh, you know, standing next to each other, you're like, this is like Creamer Abdul Jabbar and Bruce Lee at Game of Death. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he looks so small. And, I, and, and to me, I, I go, oh, man, this is going to be tough. But, you know, the other thing that kept Melvin at bay was, you know, him getting gouged in the eyes. And finally, he got, you know, a couple of calls on that. But, man, it's, it's uh, you know, that performance really was not spectacular. Let's let's before we go to the future. Let's talk about the um, the current heavyweight championship. Has it been declared vacant now? Is the Bellator heavyweight title vacant? Yeah, the, the heavyweight uh, title is vacant. Uh, we still have Minikov on the contract, but uh, you know until he decides to come back and fight, you know we're going to move on, and uh, you know we're going to have something fun to announce. And I think that uh, you know something that uh, we have a lot of people in order in line here, you know to to fight, and you know we have Tarantov, we have. Mitchell now we have um, you know a lot of up and coming young kids you know King Mo wants to move to heavyweight uh, and so you know we we got a, we got a pretty strong heavyweight division Bobby Lashley's names in the mix so you you talk all that together we're, we're gonna have a fun time you know crowning our next champ let's talk weight classes we're talking weight classes with Scott Coker of course the president the CEO of Bellator MMA of course you can always follow Bellator. On Spike TV, or just go to their website, bellator.com, and they'll take you all over the place as far as their schedule is concerned. But the current situation with heavyweights, I saw a guy, a film of a guy, I think he was like seven foot one, some Chinese guy from Asia kickboxing. You know what I'm talking about? The guy's like 300 pounds. Have you seen a picture of any films of this guy? The monster? Uh, I, have not, I have not seen a picture of him, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, that was pretty frightening. What I'm trying to say is, is there going to be a weight division for guys over 265? Is there going to be, like a, I mean, because. Athletes are getting bigger. We never thought there'd be a heavyweight champion walking around being 260, 265, you know, 25 years ago in the world of boxing. Not not really, except for the exception of Primar Canera. But will there be another division? Is there going to be a super, super heavyweight division in MMA eventually? Well, you know, that's, that's a good question. Right now, we don't have anything planned. Um, and we've made all our fighters come down to 265 or make 265. But there's some big boys out there, like you said. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of emails. And uh, a lot of, uh, you know, bios being sent to us. And there's a lot of big guys out there. So it's something we would consider, but right now it's not in the books. Okay. 
Um, I got an email the other day because somebody knew you were coming, and they asked me, will Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock do it again, seeing the controversy that last time? Boy, you know what? Uh, I don't think so. I think that, uh, you know, that's kind of... Um, that's running its course? Yeah, I think the third fight is running its course, and, and I think Hoist just proved his dominance, you know, with uh, that victory. And, and, you know, Hoist told me something really interesting as a fight. I go, what happened, Hoist? You know? And he said, you know, Scott, I taught this guy... When there was no rules, no gloves, you could any, anything went, and there's no time limit, and it was just you know uh, you know the beginning of the uh, MMA world, and uh, you know you know we had our fights back then, uh, and you know he goes I hit him and the hip flexor with that knee, he goes down and he cries about a groin shot when you know they had all those epic battles in the past where there was you know virtually no rules, he, he just felt that, uh, you know, that, that Ken didn't step up and uh, and that that, uh, that he didn't really want to be there. So I think that, you know, in my, in my opinion, I think that I'm, I'm, we're, we're pretty much over it. You know, speaking of cups and low blows, I don't know if you remember this, but you don't go back this far, neither do I. But in the 30s, when this guy brought out this protective cup for boxers, he went around the country on a railroad car and he would get off in different t- cities and he would invite people to hit him in the groin with a baseball bat. And I'm telling, I'll tell you the truth. I've been hit a few times low, and the only time it ever bothered me is when I was losing a fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, there, Scott. I, I needed, I needed a few seconds to try to collect my thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, I mean good point. I mean, it was like you know, I, I don't know. To me, you know, I, it's, it's. I'll tell you a story, and and the story comes back to the fight. And basically, when I saw Voice, uh, I was in Israel, where we were setting up the fight in Israel uh, for the end of the year. And Hoist was, Hoist was just happened to be there, and he didn't come with us, our group. He was there teaching uh, at his schools. He has two schools in, uh, or affiliate uh, so, schools, in Israel, one up north and one in the south. And uh, and and I said, hey, Hoist, what are you doing for dinner tonight? And he said, well, you know, nothing. Let's go hang out. So we hung out, and uh, he introduced me to some military members. And he said, tomorrow I'm going to the Navy SEAL base. Uh, to teach the seminar for the Navy SEALs of Israel. And I said, well, I'd love to go. So he arranged for us to go. And the technique that he taught him was exactly the same technique that he did to Ken. You know, go in there, shoot for, shoot for the hug, take him down, ground and pound him, and then, uh, you know, uh, you know, basically it's like jiu-jitsu one-on-one. And so when I look at Hoyt's game, man, he still has, a strong, a strong, you know, MMA fighting game, and right. uh, I can't, I can't say that about, uh, you know, the other guys that uh, that uh, maybe at his age that, that want to continue fighting, or, you know, I mean, this guy has has not changed his game, but he just does it so well that uh, you know it's um, it's like it's like Gracie Jiu Jitsu one on one, man, and that's exactly what he did to Ken. Talking hoist Gracie, but. That being said, with the, the involvement of the game, the fact that, you know, boxing one-on-one is such a major part now in the world of mixed martial arts, you've got guys with wrestling bases and things like that, all these different facets coming into the world of MMA. Could Gracie compete on the upper echelons of, of the heavyweight division today? Well, you're talking about history. It's like, are you talking about the Gracie from the 90s? Or are you talking about the Gracie today? You know what I'm just trying to say? I mean, what I'm trying to say is the Gracie... The, well, has the Gracie from the 90s evolved into a, a different fighter than the Gracie of today? In other words, could he put all these elements together and compete in today's world if he were, like, 
29 or 30 years old again? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think Voice would, uh, you know, would evolve with he would he would even evolve with the sport, and uh, you know, but was he the best boxer back in '93? Of course not, because you know at that at that time it was all about hey, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is the best, and this is how we do it. But uh, you know, I, I'm sure knowing Hoist and knowing you know how he feels about MMA and as evolved, uh, you know, he's I'm sure he would be up with the times. Return to Spike TV, Eduardo Dantes, 17-4, and four, taking on Marcos Galveo, 17-6. These guys are battling for the Bellator Bantamweight Championship. That's Friday night, June 17th, on Spike TV. Talk to me about the champion first. Well, I tell you, you know, there's, there's a kid, man, that uh, is uh, had a lot to fight for, and his mom using to win the title. And I don't know if you saw the promo piece or that, uh, that countdown show we did, but it was really emotional, man. This guy, it meant so much to him to win that title. And, uh, you know, he uh, he pulled it off, and it was a great, great victory. And Dantas is a kid that, um, you know, we tried to put this fight a couple times, and somebody got injured, somebody he got sick, and uh, finally it's coming back, and it's going to be a great night of fights. And it's going to be uh, uh, in Fresno. It's going to be live, it's live and free on fight. June 17th, live at the Save Mart Center in Fresno, California. Galveo and Dantas, too. It's a rematch, folks. Check it out. Bellator MMA coming live to Fresno, California. Now we switch gears. We go to the 24th. Guess who's back? The Rampage. The Quentin Rampage Jackson's back, taking on a guy named Ishii. First of all, Jackson competing at heavyweight. Can he not make 205 anymore? Is this a decision you guys made together? What's going on with that? Yeah, we just said, look, what way do you feel comfortable at? I mean, this is not a title fight. And, uh, you know, he said, look, this is the weight that they want to come in. And so we uh, we contracted the weight for, I think it's only like 10 pounds off the 205. It's like 216. Uh, and so Toshi Ishii was okay with that because he also has, uh, you know, been uh, competing at heavyweight uh, and light heavyweight. But um, I'm not sure if you know much about Ishii, but he's a guy that uh, has uh, really a great pedigree in Olympic judo and has become a complete mixed martial arts fighter since his, you know, days as competing in the Olympics. Uh, but, you know, to win the Olympic gold medal in judo for the country of Japan, that's a big, big deal over there. And, you know, he's he's had a lot of fights, but he's, you know, his only four losses were to Mirko Krokop, Fedor, uh, the last, in the last Ryzen tournament he lost. But, uh, you know, he's he's got a great record, man. And I think this guy... His game plan is going to be he's going to try to get Quinn down to the ground. And if he can, you know, Quinn's going to be in trouble. So this guy's going to be a beast on the ground, and Quinn's going to try to keep it standing up. Uh, and if Quinn can do that, I think that he'll, he'll knock out Ishii. June so 20- it's going to be an interesting matchup, interesting style. June 24th from the Scott Trade Center, St. Louis, Missouri. Dynamite 2. It'll be live on Spike TV as well. Now, you guys are going to London. Tell me about going across the pond. You're going to July the, what, the 10th, the 16th? Which is it? Yeah, July July sixteenth, we're going to London the Two Arena. We got uh you know, we've announced some great fights. Kimball Fight is gonna fight um James Thompson and that that is, you know, a lot of people don't realize that's the most watched fight in the history of MMA in the United States. It was on CBS, I think it had seven point five million viewers uh live. Uh it was probably just promoting it. And uh, I think that was in, in Florida somewhere. But um, that still holds the record to this day as the most watched event in the history of MMA. So, you know, we're happy to put that fight on together. It's going to be at the O2 Arena. And uh, it, that also will be uh, on Spike. 
uh, I think it'll be a couple hours delay, mm-hmm. but um, uh, you know, it, it, we're not we're not going to show it uh, that far apart from the live broadcast. And in the UK, it's going to be live on Channel Five, uh, and that's on terrestrial TV. That's like CBS here in the U.S., so it's going to be a big deal for MMA uh, throughout the UK. When you guys had that deal with CBS TV and Nick Diaz, the Diaz brothers had that riot on TV and sort of canceled the contract. Did you want to choke Nick Diaz after that? I mean, how much money did that cost you? A lot, huh? Well, you know what? Here's the thing: is that you know, we didn't have we didn't have like an ongoing contract. It was a one-off, by a one-off basis on CBS, and uh, you know, it's uh, that was an unfortunate situation. Really, it was our fault, and that uh, you know we let all those guys in the cage and. And uh, who would have thought? I mean, all the years I've been involved in the fight business. Yeah, I mean that's you know one time something like that's happened. But you know it was really Mayhem Miller that uh, started that whole thing. He and his manager at the time, I forgot his name, but you know they were like, hey, should we go and challenge Jake Shields? And and, and Mayhem Miller comes up to the answer and goes, well, I didn't think they're going to jump me. I'm like, Mayhem, you got Nick Diaz, Gilbert <laughs> Melendez, Jake Shields, and Nate Diaz, and you're going to go, you know, talk. You know, talk in their face, and, and you're going to think that's okay? That's not going to be okay. And, and uh, you know, we had a little conversation after, but it was too late, and, and the fight already happened, and, you know, it was it's just an unfortunate situation. And, you know, that's something that uh, was a big learning lesson for me, and, you know, it's something I'll never forget. Only on live TV, though, huh? Only on live TV. <laughs> yeah, only on live. Remember Gus Johnson? Guys, you're on television. You know, I don't know. Scott Coker, all the best to you. Bellator CEO, president. Check him out, bellator.com. Look forward to talking to you real soon. All the best, sir. Thanks, buddy. Bye now. You tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide 54, make it 55 minutes past the hour. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Nicholas Rowley, Courtney Rowley, Dominic Pachota are trial lawyers who deeply care about their clients. The Trial Lawyers for Justice law firm with offices in Des Moines, Waterloo, Decorah, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Chicago, and California. The Trial Lawyers for Justice law firm handles catastrophic personal injury, wrongful death, and medical malpractice cases throughout the country. The Trial Lawyers for Justice firm has won through caring about clients and refusing to settle cheap and believing in the justice system hundreds of millions of dollars in record-setting jury verdicts and settlements. Injury victims and their families will call 888-811-0844. 
888-811-0844. And do it now if you believe you have a case and get the justice you and your family members deserve. Call 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. We take it to the land of the Pinoys. Talk about the Philippines, folks. WL Light Flyweight Champion, 108-pound champion. Of course, Donnie Nieta is now 38-1. Four draws, 22 KOs. Four draws, 22 KOs. Scored a TKO in five over former world champion Raul Garcia. Garcia coming in at 38-3, obviously leaving 38-4. It was Saturday at the University of La Salle Coliseum in the Philippines. The bottom line is they drew another 15,000 people. And go, folks. They're drawing, like, what, they draw like 25,000 people a couple weeks ago for the Filipino Flash, Nonito Donaire. This is fantastic. I think that anywhere you put butts in the seats, that makes boxing happening, folks. And you know why you do that? You do that building local talent. That's where the American public seems to be missing it. I'm serious. The professional ranks, they just don't seem to be investing in the amateur level. Al Heyman, WBO, WBC, IBF, all these other organizations, are you listening? You need to invest in the amateur program in order to prosper as far as professional American fighters are concerned. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Till next time, don't forget, Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Sports Byline, and Mondays, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Sirius XM Satellite Radio. 